Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Four minutes past four, Craig McRae joins us as he does every fortnight to have a chat about life and footy and everything else. It's got car parking and family and moving and all that sort of stuff. Lovely to see. Geez, you had a good fortnight since your last time you were in here. Yeah, I come in with a smile this week. A bit of pep in the step. No, no. In fairness, you've you've always come in with a smile. Now it might have been a forced smile, but you've always come in <laughs> with a true. smile on your face, and you're trying to live by the standards that you're trying to uh, implement with your club. It's it's hard to do when you're coming off the the losses, particularly when there've been a few in a row. Yeah, but, we, had, we had three in a row, and then obviously we've had uh, two wins in a row. So it, mm. it does make it a bit easier to get up in the morning. There's no doubt in that. <laughs> so eighth. Four and three percentage of one hundred and ten. Are we? I haven't looked. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I'm not a Collingwood supporter, but and but I imagine every Collingwood supporter would be looking at it going. I am very happy with where my football team is. I don't know whether too many people, quite, and I don't know what you can say to this, but I don't know whether too many people. Would have seen you blokes where you are after through seven games of the season. No, I did see the the, the Herald Sun predictor ladder predictor early, and um, yeah, they had us down for one and six. I think originally in the start of the season, which again, it's I, I got asked this question at the start of the year: where are you going to finish? Well, we had no idea, of course, and, and yeah. we still don't. Like mm. we're, we're we're improving every week in little parts of our game, and we've got work to do in other parts. So. Uh, um, you know, you don't want to look too far forward. You look at the next three or four games, you go, geez, that's going to be difficult. Well, yeah. What are the – when you look at all the, the data that you guys go through, and some of it is, is, is excessive, mm-hmm. what's the uh, things that are sticking out the most to you that's most pleasing with the mm-hmm. way you guys are playing? Because the aesthetics of it is, and everyone we speak to oh, says, that's cool. love the way coaches, the, the, the strategies you're putting in place and the tempo which you're playing at. Yeah, there's a few things that we're really proud of, um, particularly our pressure. Like, I think we're, we're number two in the comp for our pressure and our forward half pressure is really strong. Um, so we got, take great, great pride in that. But um, our ability to score as well, like on the weekend, we, we had our highest efficiency inside 50 um, connection that I think for 10 years, like at the Collingwood Footy Club. So not measuring the past for what it was, but it, but particularly in the things that we're trying to do. We, we've got a forward line that's constantly moving. Like, mm. the, I, I keep saying the magnets haven't looked the same for, for seven, mm. seven rounds now. So we've finding ways to score and, you know, without relying on too many. I think currently we're the number one team for individual goal kickers. We're averaging 10 individual goal kickers a week. That's fantastic. So we're finding ways to score. Mm. So in terms of that movement, how much of that is um, struck? These are the patterns we want you to to run. Um, How much of it is that and how much of it is craft and feel the moment, find the space, react to what's around you at, at the time? Yeah, I think a lot of it is system. Like we're, we're trying to, you know, run certain patterns and be in certain positions when the ball's you know, in flow or what it looks like. But 
Yeah, we, we, we rely heavily on guys to make great mm. decisions. Yeah, yeah, right. it, yeah. yeah, we want them to drive the car, if you like, and drive it the, how you see it. You know, some guys go fast and slow, and some guys need to stick to the slow lane or whatever it looks yeah. like. So we, we want them to make those decisions out there. Yeah. Hey, uh, we, Andy and I, and actually Joshy Jenkins, were having a, a conversation on Monday, and Andy is a very, very strong advocate for just leaving the full forward in the and full. Having a forward line, forward 50 anchor. And, and I was trying to explain to him these days in the way in which the game is scouted within its intervals life that you, you, you're you then going to be playing at a disadvantage. They'll figure out ways, and well, this was my view. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It was my view in conjunction with a few other people <laughs> yeah, that know a little bit more yeah. about it than me. I mean, me. you're allowed to have your own view. No, but it was yeah. – But and, and they're saying, well, you just can't do that. You can't because then there'll be a numerical advantage somewhere else. Do you see the merit in what Andy's saying, or is in this day and age it's just too hard to do and you're going to expose yourself too much? I think teams are already doing it. Like, mm-hmm. The one-on-one teams, you can start to – defensively, you can start to manipulate where you want those numbers and – yeah, you know, work work a bit deeper or create some length in the ground, and and then you got Melbourne. The like you see what um, Hawthorne did in the weekend. They got a player behind May and just made Great. him made him look around. There's always going to be something there, and you know, those tactics I think um, yeah can support different opposition. Yeah, no doubt. So how much of we hear about you know leagues around the world, any sport you know that we're we're copycat leagues. Melbourne was fascinating. And I'm not asking whether you're going to do exactly the same thing when you run into Melbourne next, but the way they had – I think we will. You, you <laughs> had to, it worked. <laughs> it did. I mean, they still were good enough to get the result, but Kaczynski on the back shoulder of May was great. And the way they used McGuinness to sit on the outside of um, Langdon, who has been such a key player. And you watch Melbourne, and you have to be a behind-the-ground camera sort of – um, watch it to see. He just stays out there all day. He, he just does. He just does not cross the line between. No matter how close to the boundary line on the other side of the ground the ball might be, he just stays out there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I think most teams do a little bit of system with their wingers. But I went to the Anzac Eve game with my brother. Funnily enough, and we sat in the. Um in the grandstand, I was, I was really high. I couldn't get tickets. I was right, right up the back. Like, Geez, we can't get much further. My You're bro- joking. My brother thought yeah, I'd have a bit more fall than that. I said, sorry. You're mate, kidding. This is, the, this is the best we can What's do, What's Jeff mate. Brown doing for you? So the opposition God's coach, sake. there's not a special oh. – I would have thought all the teams would have had a special seat yeah. to say, if you want to come, yes. here we go. Yeah, it was last minute. and Yeah. Anyway, oh, there's not a bad seat in the house, but I've never no. had it. Um, right. But anyway, I was watching from afar, and you, and you could actually see uh, Langdon, you know, how, how important he is mm. to their structure. And I, he's certainly one that stood out on that night. So you've lived through the Anzac Day experience now as a senior coach. You're out there with your players. You live through the silence and the last post and all of that. Before we talk about some of the things within the game, what, what was the whole pre- and game day experience like for you? Yeah, it'll be it'll be something I'll never forget. Like, mm. it, you know, I'm, I'm literally five meters from from the bugler, and I'm just sitting there. Are you serious? Like this, yeah. this is happening, and mm. and then I'll, I'll never forget also, um, you know, the silence of the, of the crowd, and you can hear like nothing, but you hear a little baby cry or things mm. like that. So the, living in the moment and being present to that is is something really special, and and the occasion for for the country. I, I know I spoke about it pre the game, but you know, to be part of that and and create our own sort of little story amongst all those things is. Yeah, something we won't forget. I, I remember, yeah, you know, I said to Pendles, "Where do I stand? Like, what are you doing?" I'm, I'm, he's been there fifteen times, <laughs> and um, he's next to me. And he goes, "I said, aren't we meant to be arm and arm?" He said, "No, we do that for the national anthem." And then that sung, and he grabbed me around, around my waist, and then he, uh, the crowd roared. He goes, "How good was that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just things you just don't forget. Yeah, like, right. The hairs in the back of the neck. Yeah. And, 
And then the the whole game itself was an incredible atmosphere, 85,000, whatever it was. It was a pretty special day. And, and a Strogage, he's played there many a times, but uh, yes. watching that game, and you, he might have been, you might have been asking him where to stand then, but then when you told him to go stand in the middle <laughs> yes. in that uh, start of the last quarter, that was a very impactful move uh, by yourself. Yeah, well, I won't take the credit for that. Brendan Bolton suggested that uh, about halftime, and I waited a three-quarter time to agree <laughs> right. to it. Well, it was a good time nonetheless, yeah. It was, yeah. It, was. it worked well. And, so, was, and with that, was there a specific reason? Was it just that he's – what was going on? What? Why did you – I guess, why did it take a quarter to have a look at that? And what yeah. was the – why did Brendan Bolton – what was his main thrust to why that should happen, other than he's a great player and he's got experience in there yeah, and stuff? Yeah, we, we were getting beaten around the clearances, particularly centre bounces, and Pendle's obviously got a huge amount of experience there and – um, but we were in front at half time. I just said, oh, let's just see how this yeah, game, yeah. next 10 minutes unfolds. And funnily enough, we were trying to do it late in the third quarter, but he didn't get on to that position. So, um, yeah, these conversations are constantly happening. And I, actually, funny, out of that game, there was a le- level of, um, as coaches, we sort of reviewed and said, and they were sort of waiting for my affirmation for a few of these, these details. And I said, hey, don't wait for this opportunity. You see something, you back yourself in. You know, I'm not your dad. I don't have to make the final call. On these so, things. would you allow one of your oh. line coaches to make that yeah. call without bouncing it off you? Because that seems like a fairly pivotal decision to make. Yeah, certain little things. I, I oh, they're big things for, for some some um, people looking at. It. But for for us in what we're doing, there's so many decisions need to be made around this. Yeah, you know, can we rotate this guy now? Just do it. Like, yeah, back yourself in. Um, but does just on because I find that uh, extraordinary that you are prepared to delegate that much responsibility. But uh, the, the coordination—if you've got your line coaches and this line coach says one thing, and this line coach says something else, and you're saying to them, "Well, back yourself," but can't, can't that lead to conflict? Aren't don't aren't mm. you the conduit to say, "Okay, you both got right points, but I'm going to go with him." Oh, there's a there's a level, and you wouldn't believe the level of detail of the conversations happening. Mm. There's a five minute conversation in the box that comes down to me to say, "What do you want to do?" That that I'm coaching from the bench the mm. last few weeks. That that's happening, and it's just up to me to sometimes say, "No, not now," or "Okay, let's go with that." Those decisions need to be made, but but the, some of those little things, like you go, "Oh, let's rotate him to half back through the mm. wing." Guys, back yourself in. Yeah, okay, we, so this, we, we have yeah. a lot. Of, we have a lot of discussion all week around these things. This is not a something that just happens at, uh, on the spring of a moment. But, but, but Andy, yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. before that, and the decision to come down and coach on the bench, what what's motivated that? Well, I, I've done it for probably my whole career at the VFL, and I, being development minded, you know, the, the impact with the young players, you know, reward the good and you know, see the game and get decisions. But I've I've been amazed at how much more. Um, more decisions can get done and delivered quicker. Like, like I'd have panels, panels next to me on the bench. Hey, get out there, make sure this happening, this is happening right now. Right. As opposed to on the phone, through a through the phone, through the runner, mm. out to a different conversation. It's amazing those little things that um, have been clunky in the box. You can execute a lot quicker. I hear you hear this a lot. The young blokes, you know, development coach, the young blokes. You want to get the message through them, and that makes total sense. How much do the old blokes still need a bit of that? How much do they need? Um, a bit of affirmation and a bit of G up and a bit of you know, how much is it easy to overlook them because we think they know everything and they've got it sorted and, and under control. I think from the bench in particular, you go you go into a break and uh, quarter time, half time, and I've already had conversations with these guys. I know what they're thinking. I know mm. what they're feeling. So it's a little bit like okay, I just spoke to you the last couple of minutes ago, panels. You, you know what we spoke about. Let's make sure we we get this done now. 
Um, so, so those older guys in particular have a, a level of, um, I know what to do right yeah, now. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, but yeah. everybody likes to be told when they're doing something well, yeah. they all yeah. rewarded mm. and, yeah, you know, I think I think if anything, that's something that we like to reinforce at our footy club. So you, you've coached your own team, which is which is really important in terms of you know you getting. I imagine the the decision making that saw you get the, the senior job at Collingwood, but everything becomes more important, and the pressure intensifies the higher up the the pyramid you go. And this is as tough as it gets in this. Oh, I haven't paper. noticed. It's haven't as noticed. tough as it gets, Craig. You look magnificent, and you're not aging you at all. But how are you coping now with those moments when it is on you? When you're in the box, or there are all these, there are these five minute conversations, and there's seven or eight blokes, or two or three, however, and they go, "This is what we think. This is what I think. This is what the numbers are. What do we do? Yeah. How are you going with that moment of acute pressure? Oh, it's it's probably the pressure builds from things you can't control. I I found in the box that the things that you can't control just give you a level of like anxiety or. Or like one thing I really struggle with is like when something's not quite working mm. and no one's fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> right. I hate that. And I've got all right. What are we doing about this? Okay, so then that's the level. All right, I'm getting I'm getting to work here. Let's fix this right now. Yeah. So that those those moments just present itself throughout every game that's been played. And can you do that? Can you? Well, of course, you want to be able to fix those moments in the in the flow of a game. How hard is it when you've got so many things going on? Yeah, really difficult. I, yeah, you know, we're getting better at our processes. We we review them every week. How the box worked, how the, you know the communication, the players work. We we do that weekly um, around decision making or emotional control. The, the, you know, we go in deep about this stuff. So, yeah, right. And and we're improving. If you look at the way we're measuring ourselves, we're getting better at working to it. How does that get measured? The emotional control aspect of it. Have you got someone who sits in the box every now and again and observes? How, how do you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we have Graham Wright does that, um, and then we had another um, external observer come in for three weeks just to give some feedback. Oh so dear. Yep. Yeah. Oh dear. That can indeed. be <laughs> stressful. Because, it is. Do you uh, do you record the the yeah. the boxes and your and do you review your own thing? Because oh, I think I did that once or twice, and as and I said, well, Never again. unless <laughs> unless there is something really <laughs> compelling. Yeah. I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> why, why did you not want to do it again before we get well, Craig's answer? What? Because sometimes it, 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 for me, I found then I would be trying to act a certain way the next time and not be myself. That's how I, because I was so not, you know, when you hear yourself or see yourself, um, you, you become a lot more conscious of it. Now that was mine. I don't know how you respond to it. Yeah, I, I, I do. I did. A, I did struggle initially when I was doing. I used to do this at VFL. I'd get someone to record all my meetings, all my uh, mm. pre games, and and the like. And I would always an, analyze myself, my my own reflections. Yep. And, which is um, my way of doing things. And so I've, I found it really difficult to really. I'm going, oh, God, really? I sound like that. I'm, <laughs> look at my hands. Look at my heart. But, I, but in the end, I, I found a great feedback for myself. And, I, and I'm mm. constantly wanting to get better in this role, and, and this is an, uh, an mm. avenue to do that. It's fascinating. Hey, hey, we'll go, we'll go, oh. Can you park it? I've got oodles of So make a note of that because I, I like the enthusiasm you're right. about to hit him up with, that, whatever was coming next. So make a note. Don't lose the passion for the question. We do need to get to a break. Craig McRae's in, in the studio with us as he does every fortnight. Story time with old mates. Thanks to mate. Internet, uh, it is 19 minutes past. Oh, well, the Nick Dacos an interesting one. I mean, the old John Kennedy don't think do. When you first come in, there's a young player – a champion under 18 player Nick was he kind of had this freedom of the way he played in the first few rounds 
But the pressure of the competition, as it always does, it sort of jumps on the back of the of the younger player and they sort of end up thinking too much. Yep. Like, well, where am I supposed to be? What does a coach want me to be doing? And you, you play a little bit restricted. And I reckon Nick has gone into that the last couple of weeks. He'll get through it because it's a cycle that every young player has to has to go uh, have to go through. But that I watching him play yesterday, that that thought popped into my mind. Mm. As from about a week and a bit ago, you know the voice very well, Craig. <laughs> Lee Matthews on Sports Day talking about your young, the younger of the two day courses. Does that make sense to you? What yeah, you, yeah. yeah, spot on. Like I, I, I see it. Um, yeah, like Nick's is an incredible decision maker, and yeah, we're we're trying to um, get him through a couple of different roles, half back through the midfield, and even a little bit forward in the last few weeks. So he's, you can tell he's sort of caught between making really strong instinctive decisions, or like, oh, I think I need to be in this position. You know, to receive the ball, so um, it's a challenge. It definitely is. And as coaches, we we try to as much as possible to to keep the uh, the players free of thinking match day. Yep. So, w- what is the danger in doing that? Is there a danger that you put so much information into the into the brain that the motherboard sort of gets so full of data that the player can't the instinct is taken away from the player. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But some some guys thrive in structure too. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My time at, at Hawthorne, um, Kaziski was just thriving with with structure and just tell me where to run and I'll mm. be there. And but you know, guys like Nick in particular, he's such an instinctive player. We we want to make sure that uh, Monday to Friday they 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 get what they need, and then Saturday whenever mm. we play, they just play free. So when they when when you snap into game day and the instincts take over, and this is what I've done, and this is what's made me the player I am. Um, how challenging is it, if that's the right word, for you to make sure that you're not just letting them be the player they want to be, they are also the team member that they need to be, that they are where their other teammates expect them to be at a certain time? Yeah, yeah. this is this is a constant challenge for Again, for some players, it's a real, a real challenge. It's education around how we want to play, where we want to move the ball, you know, where you stand at stoppages. There's, there's so many little details attached to all those things. And then, um, you know, we we got players that we need to express themselves. You know, mm. like yeah. you want, you want to let Jordy express himself. You know, like you don't want to restrict his, his ability to do those things as well as Nick and a, a number of other players. Some, some are natural, just Jack Russell's. Where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where's the yeah, ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and others need to sort of just sit back and let the game come to them. So. It's such a delicate balance. Uh, Jack Ginevan. He, yeah, he's he, a fascinating He's turning yeah, into a, in Andy's yeah. uh, circumstance, that he would classify him, I think, as a potential superstar and maybe a champion. Well, he's, he's got he's, he's got, got potential superstar he's got written these, all over him, but he's, well, played, he's played 10 games. He's played 10 no. games, so of course we, we take that. We no, take but you've got this funky criteria I that I we'll talk about that some other completely day, got yeah. my head around right. how he actually <laughs> yeah. classifies as a superstar. But people will come to the footy to watch this kid play. Okay, like, yep, yep. yep. I was halfway <laughs> through it, Andy. <laughs> okay, right. Do you want to take over? Keep going, keep right. going. Okay. So, so right. we've, we've got this guy that's clearly a very, very nice talent. And he just had a couple of beers after the Anzac Day game. Uh, is the issue, and you haven't found, as I understand, you haven't found, you just gave him a tap on the shoulder and said, hey, Hang on, we've got some rules and regulations here that you you, you you breached. Is it the fact that there were the rules and regulations, or is it the fact that there's the science around a couple of beers, which was the more concern for you guys, and and why you had to just give him a little tap on the shoulder and explain uh, why you're upset? 
Yeah, look, this this is something that um, yeah got out. Well, I'm not how I'm not sure how it got out, but it, it did. That um, yeah, Jack did go out mm. after the Anzac game with, with some mates and and all innocent, nothing nothing untoward about it. But he had had a beer or two. And, mm. um, the reality is that we have. I, I hate rules, Gaby. Mm. I do. I, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. that. I <laughs> hate rules because yeah. Mm. Yeah, you do 63 in a 60 zone, it's speeding. But really, come on. like this. <laughs> as soon as you start to make really strong rules, mm. all you're doing is just justifying them and, mm. and, and, and having to uh, react to them. So I, I like clear boundaries. Mm. And one clear boundary was that a six-day break that we don't do this. So, um, you know, that is a rule. You, you could argue <laughs> that's yeah, a rule. That is a rule, yeah, yeah. But I think we approached it well. And, and you know, I think we our leaders dealt with it really well. So I'm, I'm not going to go into too many it, details it, with that. Is the rule something that, is a a player a guided rule, or is it is it coming from you and the coaches? Because it seems a lot of people look at it in isolation, and it, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a couple of beers, but there is something wrong if you've breached uh, a regulation or rule or whatever terminology you want to use that everyone has to live by. Yeah, and again, again, the um, the leaders they set these boundaries that we want to work right. within, and 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 we have we have certain things about. We want to act like winners mm. all the time, and I've said this before. And the behaviours to be a winner are certain things. And you know, six day break, and and, and he, he played really well, and credit mm. to him. And yeah, you know, we want to we want to let, allow our players to, to to live in the moment of that. Of surely, surely. Yeah. Um, but then there's obviously we've got to get back to work and get mm. better and improve and and then and repeat those behaviours. So how how important has he been for you? Like Jamie Elliott, you haven't had access to, so you've needed someone to be able to hit the scoreboard the way Elliott can. This kid's doing it for you. And I don't think too many – 14 or 15 for the season so far. I'm not sure now. But I don't think too many of us had Jack Ginevan pegged to be a two-goal-a-game player for you. How important has he been? Oh, well, look, he's he's one of those 10 players each week that we've had individual goalkeepers that I mentioned mm. at the start. Like he's playing a role and getting on the end of, of, of team player. One thing I did say to him, and I'm going to – Probably share something in confidence here. Oh, I like here. it. Ooh, I love it. Oh, Push here we go. No, out the no, back nothing, here. nothing grand. But <laughs> no, I, no. I, I love it when we kick a goal. It's our goal. Mm-hmm. And and so after the Anzac Day game, I just had said to Jack, hey, look, find the balance between the excitement of 84,000 fans. And yep. funnily enough, he never played in a, in front of a crowd last year. Mm. He debuted without well, any crowd. Of course so, he didn't. So yeah. he's, he's learning all the emotions of a crowd. How good is this? Yeah. So I said, find the balance of, of um, celebrating your goals and well done for you know, executing the skill, but it's our goal. Mm. So so when we get a goal, celebrate with your teammates. Yeah. Okay? So don't turn out, turn in. Is, yeah. there, is there something as simple as that from time to time? Yeah, find the balance. I'm not yeah. saying don't ever do it. No, no, no. Because the game will get you. And, yeah. Um, you know, the emotions of, of mm. whatever it looks like. But I, I think, uh, yeah, we want to celebrate. It's our goal. You want you, you want players, and you'll know this, mm-hmm. you want your players to be, particularly they're good players, you want them to be liked by their teammates. And I'm not saying Jack Ginevan isn't liked by his teammates. I'm not saying that at all. But you want to make sure that you've got players who might be a bit extroverted mm-hmm. and like the limelight and like what comes their way you know, when things are going well, but you you want the rest of your mates to be enjoying their success, and that will come, I reckon, um, more readily if they do what you've suggest that yeah, they yeah. do. Is that fair? Yeah, well, I, I played with Acker. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you did. He, he was an elite player yeah. and did handstands after the game and, you know, all sorts of stories that, that he would try to draw attention to himself. But, 
Um, yeah, but ultimately during the day, he would he'd be a great team player. Yeah, like he wouldn't go outside the rules of what the team needed, and and that was that was always the challenge with Lee coaching him. Mm. You know, just how did can you without breaching? How did Lee go with Acker? Uh, was, not well, well at I think time, in the right. history there was some pretty notable yeah, examples yeah, well, where well, they didn't. Well, he was there in the inside of it yeah, all. Well, he, I, I do recall one time he said um, he was all Australian the year before. He said, "Aki, you better you better get that jumper out of the frame because it might be the last time you ever get one of those." <laughs> Yeah, like perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you got the hour car park? Yeah, I like it. I'm just going to assume you've got that from now. And it's 28 minutes to five. Craig McCrail, stick around for another five or ten after this. Oh, what happened? That's the end. Stone Cold just gets clipped by the Rod Man. The last little bit there, she'll make you Give pay me for a that. Hell yeah. Well, hell yeah. Craig McCrae calling a coach in the studio. A couple of other things. Just before we came on uh, and started talking to you, we had a caller who was talking about Darcy Parish. He had. I can't remember. You'll know the number of what he had at half time. It was 44, was it? He had 30 to half time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, half time. But what did he end up with? Did he, was oh, it... I lost count. Right. <laughs> so does the scoreboard dictate that for you? Is how When you're in the box and you're coaching against a player who's getting those sorts of numbers, what do you – What do you? can you remember what you're thinking at the time? Yeah, I think, I think a lot – there's different measures. You go, well, um, you know, scoreboard impact or score involvements and there's metres gained. You yep. know, is he hurting us through metres gained? Is he hurting around clearance? There's a – Few different things, I think, because if if it's clearance, then you can say, oh, "Let's just stamp him around clearance." If if it's meters gain, he goes, "We might." Oh, just... yeah. No, that's what you're allowed to. Mm. Oh, yeah, right. You can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah! I think my daughter's listening. Right. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. Um, but yeah, I think if you, the meet, the meters gain, then you might have a different approach to it, and and the scoreboard impact the same. So yeah, um, yeah. In this case, I thought he was impacting around the clearances more than more than the, the other parts of the game. And, and when you talk about uh, other options that you've got to off the S off the temper text machine. Uh, they want to know about uh, Ollie Henry oh, and yes. uh, Finn McRae because I th- was it Ollie Henry who was seen to be very productive. Seven, I think mm-hmm. he uh, was able to kick in. The- That's a big number that really hard to ignore. Yeah, it's true. And 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 um, yeah, we want our players and particularly go back to VFL and play above the level. And he's one that went back on the weekend and did that. So um, yeah, he, he he puts his name back up there, doesn't he? So we've got we may have an opportunity to play him this week. They went right last week, didn't they? Had a few players putting their hands yeah. up last week. Oh. Mason Cox probably yep. getting a bit closer. Yeah, he played so, his best game yeah. of the year at, at VFL. Like, like one by hundred points, and and the difficulty I, I saw written this week is the level, the difference, the gap between VFL and AFL. But again, we can only do what you can, and, and it's pleasing to see a lot of our young players. We've got a lot of you know twenty under twenty one playing great footy at yep. VFL level. And yeah, Craig Black's done a terrific job down there in VFL land. Are you getting? We spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about the composition of your senior team and the fact that it wasn't as young as. Are you comfortable now with the balance that you're striking there? The kind of the makeup of your of your twenty two slash twenty three. Yeah, every week it, it, it's a it's a constant. Like, okay, are we going to be too young? Uh, you know, it's going to stress us yep. a little bit more. Um, again, the forward line has never looked the same, so we can get really young in that part of the ground in particular. So. It, it's something um, sometimes they don't have a control. Can I get your thoughts on the, there was a story coming out that they're looking at? Oh, I think they actually have some made some changes to the mid season draft because of well, jo- because jo- of your blokes, jo- John Newcomb. <laughs> John Newcomb. Hawthorne. No, did nothing wrong, thank you, Andy. Well, not according to the rules back yeah. then, but the rules well, have been changed because of Hawthorne. Well, then nothing wrong. It's called playing within the rules. But anyway, we digress. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Is, is it. Uh, is, are you happy with the system that's in place right now? I, I said last week I'd be open to a, a mid-season trading. Yep. I, I think that's a, a progression in the game that would be good for the game. I, I think it'd be, yeah. You look at you look at our list now. If we didn't have a ruckman, what would, we'd need a ruckman from another club as might not be playing would get opportunity. And 
um, you know, those, those little conversations or stories that we create from that, um, you know, teams launching towards the finals that might be able to get an exciting thing and then it might be able to provide draft picks for future that's the future thing right? yeah. so there, there's different layers to it I know it's just not as simple as that there's the players welfare about changing and I know the players association would be probably against that in the, in the short term but I yeah, look across the, the different um, competitions in the world I, I think um, in particular the, the NFL and these these or the NBA particularly yeah. it can benefit greatly ha, absolutely have you, have you thought as to whether is your list size is it the right number well, you know whether it's 39 40 41 whatever the number is for, for your AFL program is it is it the right number could mid-season trading have a role in that if the lists came back particularly I guess expansion might play a role in that. If we need more players to fill the next team, we might, who knows how that's all going to look. You haven't given it too too much thought, yeah. to be honest, but I, I'm not sure how you would do the VFL if you, did, you had 30 on the list. I'm not sure how that would work. I, would you know how that worked? No. No. Whether, no. No. I haven't, no. I, I'm going to sit down with some butcher's paper one day and really think this through. Mm, that's dangerous. I like yeah. this sort of stuff. No, no, I love it. Mm. But, 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 but I think the the... the the level of underneath, I reckon, drafting a little bit older. I could see benefit in that. You, yeah. know, you look at college systems yeah. across the uh, across the states, and um, you're coming in a little bit older. You'd have to really um, strengthen the the development program underneath for that. But you know, coming in nineteen twenty, whether they've worked for twelve months on these things, I think that can be of benefit. Mm. We, hey, okay, go yep, on. No, yeah. well, it's just uh, another one that's coming in off the uh, temper text machine, uh, wanting to know about Colt, uh, Polter, uh, Caleb Polter. What, just wanting an update and where uh, he is in your hierarchy? Let's go through the whole list. Well, I'm just trying to – people just want to know. I like everything about it. Collingwood fans, because he he showed a little bit last season. No, he did play some nice footy on occasions. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, he's doing a lot right. Uh, uh, Josh Dacos has been terrific on the wing, so still side bottom. So those those roles in particular which he plays, um, they're probably keeping him out of the team, but he is doing a lot right. Right. Did you get a chance to get your head around the Lewis, Young, Cam Zerha, Bump and Tribunal – Outcome last night. Yeah, I did. What did you make of it? Oh, I think I think anyone that goes to a contest now and bumps, they're getting reported, aren't they? Yeah. That, that's reality. Whether they get in this situation overturned, but that's why wouldn't you come in and tackle? Why wouldn't you come and win the ball? That, that's probably the the thing that you want to get the players' decision making right. I'm not asking you to pick a fight with an old <laughs> Collingwood champion here, Chriso. But when you saw that incident, as a bloke who played a lot of footy at the level and his coaching players. When you saw that incident, did you think that looked like a reportable incident at the time? Um, Can you remember what you what you thought? Did you think, oh, geez, in trouble there? Was that well, it, it, for me? It was the outcome of the play. If the play didn't come back on, I thought he would have been in trouble. But it looks like he didn't hit him in the head, and that yep. wasn't that what they pleaded. Yeah, they did. The Zerhar's Zerha's head wasn't down, and so I, I, I know, again, I'm not I'm not going to get you into trouble. But Andrew Woods was the uh, was the advocate for the AFL who was prosecuting the case for them. He said this, one of the things he, Young, could have done to avoid contact is he could have veered to his left and accelerated out of the contest. Mm. Now, if you're coaching a player who did that, who was coming and thought, I'm going to be a bit late here, I'm going to try to avoid making contact with the other bloke who's coming. So the way I'm going to do it is I'm I'm going to run away from the contest. I'm going to make sure I'm not in and then you give the access to the footy to that player, and who knows what happens as a result of that. Are you okay with that? Because that, that's what this bloke suggested Lewis Young might have done last night. Well, I, I can't really comment on that. Either. No, but as a coach, if that situation, if it ever came to that, if that was the instinct of the player who was going to be there half a beat late, 
I can't bump and I can't tackle. I'm just not in the right position. The head's going to get to me first no matter what. So what I'll do is I'll just I'll just sidestep the whole thing and I'll get away and I'll I'll try and get back no, into it a bit later. It's not something we're coaching. Like, like we want to we want to step in to, to win the ball or, or if you if you can't win the ball, tackle them. Mm, you know, mm. we, we don't ever teach bumping. Like, yeah. I, I, not once have we teach we teach. Taught bumping. about yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not something. That, we, again, going back to the, the, the Dacos conversation, instincts like mm. go win the ball. Yeah. If you can't win the ball, tackle them. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they're, they're things that we, we hey, well, uh, Andy, last one. Yeah, the last time we were here, and uh, you said you were bringing back Mick Malthouse to yes. the the club. Now I don't know whether there's still some there was any heartburn or whether that's been resolved. Or, but how was it, and um, how is that relationship with Mick has now with the club? Oh, I, I thought it was fantastic. You know, the, the details of what went into the the half an hour that he spoke to our playing group. But his, his recollection of, of of war was unbelievable. The timeline of war and. Um, he just sort of drew on that and, and a few other little stories around it. But I, personally, I thought it was a fantastic thing for our footy club mm. to have Mick back in the walls, premiership mm. coach, you know, re- record number of games coached. And, you know, I, I just couldn't help but think that was um, a moment that, that, you know, sort of hopefully will grow from. I, I've, Mick texted me up. We actually had him in the rooms before the game as well. I, fun, I told a funny story about him, funnily enough. I wasn't expecting him to be in the room. What room. was the story? I want to hear the oh, story. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you got enough time. Yeah, no, we got no, time. Yeah, we'll of course time. we we'll do. Drop, we'll drop ad breaks. Okay. Yeah. No, Hutchie we, loves that. I'll, 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 I'll never forget my year that I was with Mick. It was 2010 and, mm. and um, sorry, 11. And it was the last game of the year and Menzel was on fire for the Cats. Mm. And he kicked forward at half time, I think, from, from recollection. And he comes in the rooms at half time. And as Mick does, he's so scouring, looking for – there he goes, who's on Menzel? And um, – because everyone just went, went quiet and said, oh, not me, not me. And then he goes, oh, I knew it. That's why we're losing by six goals because, you know, no one's on Menzel. And then, and then all of a sudden, Alan Tuvey and, and, um, and, and young Reed put his hand up and said, um, yeah, I was on him. And then he, the two guys at the same time, he goes, oh, now we've got two on him. And then as he did it, and, and I'm trying not to laugh, as he threw up the stats, and the stats go in the air, and they landed on his shoulder. And he started up and back pacing with his stats on his shoulder. And I, in the background, I just couldn't stop laughing. So I shared this story with Mick in the room. That would have gone well. Yeah, it didn't go down so well. <laughs> he just looked at me, I thought, oh, no. He didn't see the funny story. It's a good old-fashioned Saturday afternoon special at the MCG this week for you. We can't wait taking on uh, the Tigers. That's going to be a game that we'll all be looking forward to. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, guys. Craig Thanks. McCray, Collingwood coach at 16 minutes drive. If you want to have a crack in the Macca's quiz, get on the line. one 736 736 For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.